You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything podcast number 216. That is 216. Today's podcast is the July 3rd edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. As always, make sure you share out the show. And if you've not already subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast apps, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash winning cures everything. On Twitter at Winning Cures. You can follow me uh, at Gary WCE. You can follow Chris at Chris B. Giannini. As usual, today's show is, like always, brought to you by mybookie.ag. If you're looking to uh, gamble on sports, the best online sports book out there right now is mybookie.ag. The best odds, the best layout. You can get a 50% deposit bonus using the promo code WCE50. That means if you deposit 100 bucks, they're giving you an extra 50 bucks free. So go sign up today. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. All right, so story number one, let's jump in. Uh, Paul Feinbaum versus ESPN. Uh, the story got several mentions last week. Feinbaum of the SEC Network, his contract is up, I believe, at the end of July. It may be August. Uh, ESPN has not renewed the contract as of yet, and he is threatening to walk. Uh, he stated he will not be at SEC Media Days starting July 16th if ESPN does not finish up his contract. Now, Clay Travis at Outkick.com has reported the most information on this, uh, stating basically it's just another point in the ever-growing list of problems the SEC has had with ESPN since they started the SEC Network. Apparently, former ESPN president John Skipper told former SEC commissioner Mike Slive rest in peace, uh, that ESPN would never partner with another conference to do a network, but a couple of years after that, they went and announced the ACC network. Uh, the SEC told ESPN to get the Feinbaum contract done. One of the issues that OutKick did not report on is something that SECCountry.com brought up in one of their last pieces. Their final day of uh, publishing content was June 30th, by the way. Uh, so RIP to, uh, <laughs> the, to SEC Country. SEC Country, yeah, uh, that's right. Andrew Asselford, I'm hoping I say that right, 
uh, reported that a source close to the popular college football commentator said a possible relocation to the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta for the analyst show, quote, could be a major renegotiation sticking point. So Feinbaum and ESPN's College Football Universe descended upon Atlanta for the CFP National Championship game between Alabama and Georgia. And Feinbaum, sure, was actually uh, broadcast from the College Football Hall of Fame on January 5th. The, uh, the source close to Feinbaum said, basically, he's on an island in Charlotte. It's pro country, NASCAR country, and ACC country. No ability to cultivate his sources. It makes a lot of sense to go to Atlanta. A lot of the advertisers in Atlanta want it. The city leaders want it. The Hall of Fame wants it. It just makes a lot of sense, and I know the Hall of Fame already has the technology and the wiring in place. Amanda Brooks, an ESPN spokeswoman based in Charlotte, uh, wrote an email to SEC Country that the network has no interest in relocating the Paul Feinbaum show to Atlanta. It's a baseless rumor, Brooks wrote, and we have no intention of moving the show. However, the source close to Feinbaum said the show moving to the College Football Hall of Fame would be beneficial to the host and his current employer. Uh, it adds value all the way around, the source said. I can see it really not only giving the SEC Network a lift, but ESPN's overall investment in college football a lift. And if they don't want to do it, I know there's a lot of social media companies that are eager to talk to Paul about his market value. Certainly, he's going to have some other options. Now, to me, Feinbaum provides all kinds of content to the SEC Network, right? Agree. Uh, he's basically the face of the channel. He's he's the voice of the SEC. He's a co-host on SEC Nation every Saturday morning in the fall. He hosts a four-hour radio show every day that's simulcast on the network. Uh, he... More often than not in the offseason, he does a full hour on ESPN2 before his own show starts. He's a frequent guest on all the other ESPN programming. Like, you name an ESPN radio program, he's on it all the time. He's on SportsCenter. He's on uh, Outside the Lines. Like, you name it, he's there. He's The other side of this is he is one of the uh, few non-left-wingers on the entire network, right? Like he, And we don't necessarily know that he's left-wing or not. He just doesn't talk about it. He's one of the few that doesn't. You don't watch a whole lot of Feinbaum. But what is your take on the situation? Should ESPN be willing to let him walk to another platform with the SEC telling them to get it done? First things first is I don't I don't think his politics have anything to do with this. I think I think that's completely irrelevant to the story. Um, now, should ESPN <laughs> – completely irrelevant to the story. I'm, Gary, I'm with you. I'm saying that it, it just works – completely irrelevant. He, right. He helps out a demographic that but ESPN, is not happy with ESPN. But ESPN right? obviously wants that demographic, or they wouldn't have the SEC network to begin with. Okay? That's what I'm saying. They bring money in. So, but now they they have the SEC network. They have that demographic, right? That you if, never see talking about whatever. That it, that, I don't know that that's going to have anything. To, okay, you're right. Politics aside, it's move that out of the way into the story. Forget politics. Whatever. Now, do I think this could hurt the SEC or not the SEC, uh, ESPN, the SEC network? Probably it'll drop a little bit. There are probably some hardcore Feinbaum fans that'll follow him where he goes. I think Feinbaum will be fine anywhere he goes, whatever he chooses to do. Um, I'd like to see that show based out of Atlanta, based out of the Hall of Fame. I'd like for him to make it a live show to where, maybe not live necessarily, but opened up to the public to where people could actually come watch his show. Yeah, I was about to say, um, it, it's live every day I mean, anyway. But you but, know what I'm saying. But like, yeah, live open it up with, to the public. With public. Coming in, if you're there and you want to sit in on the Fine Bomb show, you can. I'd be um, willing to bet they, they would do that. I, I think that would be a lot of fun, but do I think 
ESPN and the SEC Network will be fine? Yeah. If they part ways, they will find somebody who's an SEC guy to plug in that place that will gladly take that role and and do a great job with it. Um, they've got some pretty great talent there already, other than Feinbaum. Paul, Paul is unbelievable at what he does. There's nobody else as good at what he does as him. But that doesn't mean he's the only guy and he's not replaceable. If the Atlanta thing is a sticking point and ESPN wants to stick to their guns, it's their company. They have the right to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and that would be whatever. What the SEC wants and what the ESPN wants, irrelevant to ESPN. They have a deal in place, and it's extremely long. And it's yeah. extremely lucrative to it's, the SEC as it's well. It's 15 more years. Yeah, and and all those SEC schools that might be upset about this and all the people in charge of that, guess what? You're all getting paid obscene amounts of money. So I don't know that anybody at ESPN cares what they think. They already have the deal. They already have the contract. They already have the content. Yeah, you might be right. You're not getting out of it. You might be right. Who who would be a good replacement if they had to go that route? Um, I don't know because I I think they should do what they did with Paul. Not that they did this with Paul. Find a guy in the SEC that already hosts an SEC radio show on a regular basis and try to. He's probably going to be a local person that does that for a specific school, but have that person reach out and be the entire SEC's person. I wonder if, because Peter Burns has filled in for him a lot. We've had Peter on the show. I mean, that that could be, I could see that working. I mean, he's an SEC guy. He's got got the same roots. He's got the same everything. And you and I know, as well as anybody else, the market for these guys is really good. But at the same time, the jobs are getting less and less. Yeah. Paul is big enough to where he can be fine anywhere he goes. Yeah. But – some of these other guys, we just talked about SEC country and all this. They're losing their jobs every day. Yeah, no, you're right. So there's plenty of people that would want that job that are really well qualified and would do a good job. I think that you are. So we might yeah. get both. The SEC could be fine. ESPN and the SEC Network could be fine with somebody else. And Paul and could we, go wherever and he we wants get to. Paul, and whoever Paul gets hired on by, if – if they don't take advantage of the college football um, Hall of Fame wanting him there, I just think that's a bad idea. Because anybody else that picks him up is not going to be as big as ESPN. Yeah, So agreed. they should take advantage of that marketability. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, let's move on. Story number two. NCAA revenues were announced. Uh, USA Today released their annual list of NCAA schools' revenue. Number one, I'll just read the top ten. Okay. Number one, Texas, 214.83 million. Number two, Texas A&M, 211.96 million. Those were the only two that went over $200 million. Uh, number three, Ohio State, 185.41 million. Michigan, 185.17 million. Alabama at number five, 174.31. Georgia, 157.85 at number six. Oklahoma, number seven at 155.24. Florida, number eight. LSU, number nine. Auburn, number 10. The top non-Power 5 revenue earner was number 49, UConn. That kind of surprised me, with $83.37 million. Uh, the hometown team here where we are, Memphis, earned $48.72 million to come in at number 60 out of 230 schools. Number 230, in case you're curious, Alabama A&M, they pulled in $3.29 million. Uh, the same day that this was released, 
USA Today released an article called, Is Overspending Catching Up to These Power Five Schools? Now, I purposely have not told you about this. Okay. I didn't know if you read the story or not. Um, Washington State AD Bill Moose took the AD job at the University of Nebraska after last season. Right. That's why everybody thought Mike Leach is going to leave, da-da-da-da. It made sense. It makes more sense after USA Today revealed some emails they discovered in a public records request. One of the emails uh, dated a few weeks before football season started was from Washington State Vice President Stacy Pearson to AD Bill Moose, and it read, Understand the magnitude of the problem. Athletics has, by far, the largest cumulative de- uh, deficit than all other campus areas combined. The entire university has to work to reduce this deficit, and it can't be done if athletics continues to spend millions into deficit each year. I obviously have come to understand your challenges, but you simply must make progress to reduce these deficits. That deficit now is $67 million, and Washington State has spent more than they've made in seven straight years, basically to try and compete, right? So Washington is massive. They've got a huge fan base, a huge support system. Washington State is not. Washington State is Mississippi State to Ole Miss. And it, but even those are closer than these two. No, those are substantially closer. Yeah. Washington is in Seattle. Yes. They have limitless amounts of Pullman money. is 250 miles away. That's right. And so it's, it's in the middle of nowhere, Washington. Right. So NCAA schools' combined revenue has jumped from $5.6 billion after 2011 to $8.3 billion in 2017. Now, this is not adjusted for inflation, just basic numbers. Correct. Instead of being financially relieved by the boom, 18 schools burned through that money and still posted annual deficits of more than $1 million in fiscal year 2017, compared to only seven in 2011. Now, amazingly, Washington State is more financially conservative than some of the others. Uh, Twelve other FBS public schools used $25 million or more in subsidies from student fees or other university support to help balance the budget, compared to three in 2011. Rutgers was first uh, in the Power Five with $33.1 million in subsidies. And I know that this goes on like at Memphis as well, but like Power Five, you almost don't even think about it, right? That's right. You just think, the oh, they're getting so much is, money. Yeah, the TV money is crazy. But, see, even after this $33.1 million in subsidies, including $11.8 million from student fees for Rutgers, their deficit was still $2.3 million with the subsidies. Washington State's deficit was $7.5 million in 2017 after receiving $5.3 million in subsidies. At what point is it not financially feasible for these schools to attempt to keep up with Blue Bloods? I don't know. I don't see, and this is the problem that I have. I don't like that we have the haves and the have-nots. See, and you think that in the Power Five... That everybody is a have, right? But they're not. And, but and, they, you know and they would they're be not. If, you they're know not, they're not. if they're not spending all of this money, yeah. right? And so, so long as they're not spending all of this money, then they can make it work. But they have to spend the money to compete. Yeah, that's the problem. And they're not spending a fraction of the money the Blue Bloods are spending. No, it's not even close. That's this is this is my issue with college sports as a whole. It's the reason I like pro sports. It's the reason the NFL is my favorite sport because it is literally the most meritocracy in the sense of uh, the best have to prove it and everybody's playing on the same playing field. 
They have a hard salary cap. There is no max salary you can pay anybody. You can pay anybody what you want, but you cannot go one nickel over. There is no luxury tax. You cannot go one nickel over the salary cap. Yeah. So we're all playing from an exact same playing field when it comes to what you can get for talent. In in yeah. college sports, especially college football, it's just not that way. It's not the same. Because you have to – the reason college football is different than basketball is you have to roster a nearly 100-man roster. In college basketball, you need 15 dudes. Yeah. It's just the sheer size makes it unrealistic. And when schools that have graduate assistants are competing against schools that have the same position as graduate assistants, but they're paying former head coaches obscene amounts of money, it, you just can't compare the two. No, I mean, I I agree. I agree. I, I, at some point, people have to stop giving loans to people that just don't have the cash, right? Like, and I know I'm not touching on exactly what you wanted me to touch on, but, like, these schools that get these huge deficits, right? Washington State, seven years in a row, has spent more money than they've brought in. That just doesn't make financial sense to me at all. And I understand, like, keeping up with the Joneses, you got to pay Mike Leach, you got to pay all these people. But then you wouldn't have Washington State in the Pac-12 anymore. It's no longer the Pac-12. Well, no, because you keep them in the Pac-12. And you just let them be doorsteps? You just let them get pushed over and beat around? I mean, there's some schools that do that. It's it's not. But that's garbage. The TV contract is the same basically for everybody, unless you make the playoff or whatever, right? So, like, the bowl revenue is the same except for the teams that make bowls and all that. There are ways, like, you don't have to go extravagant with your facilities. You don't have to go... But you obviously do, or you can't compete. How do you compete? How do you recruit? How do you ever get to a point where you're making money if you can't win games and get people to turn the TV on or show up or donate money? See, you you have a very good point. If we did what you wanted to do, you would literally widen that gap 10 times in three years. Well, see, that's the thing. You, You spend the money that you got. You figure out how to make it work with what you got, but you never. But you never get. So you're just going to get worse and worse as everybody else is getting better and better. Well, but Washington, the reason in your state, the reason Washington, Washington State is is wanting like the reason they are spending this money is because they think if they're good, more people are going to be buying season tickets. You're going to create a culture, et cetera, et cetera. And they're not necessarily wrong, but you don't have what like it. it we it's the same with businesses, right? It's not the same with businesses. They don't have anything to sell. They're not marketing themselves to something to try to sell it because the TV deal doesn't change if they have Agreed, unbelievable but, but ratings. People coming into stuff. your stadium changes. It's a minuscule amount of money. The the money difference between them and Washington is donations. They don't have rich alums. Right. But that so that means the people that don't have rich alums don't get to play. They also don't sell as, as many season tickets. It's irrelevant. If they sell the same amount of seats, if they sell out all the games, it doesn't matter if you said season tickets or not. It's all about donations. The season ticket money is a drop in the bucket to what costs these teams to function. It's all I, booster I'm, donations. I'm with you, but if those you donations have, also go towards per seat licenses, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's the same thing at all these yes, SEC schools. but they don't, they don't have that money. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. They don't have it. 
They are expecting it to eventually come in. What happens if it doesn't come in? But what I'm telling you is if we're working under the way that you want to work, those that have big boosters will just get bigger and better. And those that don't will literally fall by the wayside and they will become obsolete. Yeah, but then you have teams such as, like you have to hope to God that you've got a big booster but you, that will eventually come out of the woodwork, right? T. Boone Pickens shows up for Oklahoma State, completely changes the landscape of athletics in Oklahoma. It Don't get me wrong, the Sooners are still kings in that state, but Oklahoma State has made it incredibly interesting since Mike Gundy took over, right? I we're, We all agree on that. They have that. What do you do if you don't have a T Boone and you don't have other big alums? Ole Miss doesn't really have that famous big alum like T Boone Pickens or Warren. No, Buffett but they've got like a that. they've got a but group they've got of a them. Pl- they got plenty of money. Yeah, they got they're dudes not money. they're not hurting for money. So if you're a state, if you're a a team like Washington State, we're using them for an example that doesn't have that kind of fan base, that means you just don't get to play anymore. Uh, then what about Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt has gazillions of dollars. They're still not good in the SEC. Yeah, because but they never update dro- their facilities. They never. But that's because they, their alums won't pay for the money to do that. Right. So what's they the have an endowment that's big. You can't spend the alums' money if they donate it for something for something else. No, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. Is Washington State doesn't the, have the this. schools that choose to not use it. That's fine. They have the right. To, that's a choice. We're going to get into that in my in, in, in later on. That's something for me. <laughs> that is a choice of theirs. If they have access to the money and choose not to use it for whatever reason, right. that is a decision on the schools. But the fact that you're talking about these, we're going to refer to them as poor schools, they don't have the money to play. Now you're wanting to make them obsolete. We can't do that. I'm, I'm not, not for that. I'm not talking about making them obsolete. I'm saying play with, like live within your means. If they do that, and if you in continue this to game, grow, in this game you can't continue to grow that way and you know that. You absolutely know that. Boise State did it. Boise State didn't do it. They didn't do it in a big No, they didn't do it at all. Conference. They they beat up on a little conference and they tried to play one Goliath every year and beat that one Goliath. That's yeah. all they tried to do. I understand it's different in a Power 5 conference. I'm with you. I, I, but I got you obviously that. are not. We, we're, we're not on the same page because I'm not seeing you where cannot it is. say live within your means. You have X amount of dollars. You can't spend more. If they choose to do that, Leach is gone. You can't hire a good head coach. You can't recruit there. What's going to happen? Are they going to get better? They're it's, just going to magically not, get better. Leach is making three point five million. And then if they get that better, is easily paid for with if, the TV money. If you've got another, it's all the expansion and everything else that they're trying to do when they don't even require coach, a stadium expansion. If you've got another coach that comes in and he does get a sniff of winning and he wants to do these things so he can recruit and make his job easier and and be able to compete with the big boys for real, you say, no, we're not spending that money. We're not doing that. Okay, well, then I'm just going to go take this other job like the AD did. I'm going to go to a state or a school that will pay. Yeah. That's the problem. They can, if you make that rule, they can never get better because anybody that's good enough to win there won't go there. Anyone that's there and we see that they're good, they'll leave for a better job. So are you... I think we should have more rules and more restrictions on what we're allowing these schools to do with money. What would happen if everybody had the same amount of money to play with for 
if we just had a standard, now this is super extreme socialistic, okay? <laughs> but we're talking about college football, not how people live their lives. Yeah. All right? Yeah. You want to see who's really the best? Everybody's locker room is the exact same in the Power Five, or at least in the conference, yeah. in the SEC. If everybody has the same facilities, you all get a weight room, you all get this, you all get that. Oh, we want a waterfall. Bull crap. Go to the mountains, look at a waterfall. You don't get one in your <laughs> locker room. You don't get one in your weight room. Oh, I need all a right. barbershop. There's one down the street. Larry yeah. will cut your hair. Go to him. I want to play putt-putt. Yeah, I want to play putt-putt. Yeah, Al's Golf Haven right down the road. Let's go do that. <laughs> you don't get one in your Al's facility. Golf Haven. You don't get one in your facility. Yeah. If okay. we did that, we'll see where we all are. Okay. But okay. the fact is we're pumping these guys full of money, and now you've got extra recruiters being these these analysts that are going to all these big schools, and every school's getting them that can afford them, and everyone who can't afford them, they're using graduate assistants, and they're giving them work-study programs. They're paying them 8 bucks an hour. Yeah. Hmm. The rich are getting richer in college football, and I'm not opposed to that, but I don't like that it means good teams are just going to get better and the bad teams, they're going to have nobody to play. Yeah, they're just going to get College worse football worse. is going to be awful. Yeah. The product will have three good games a weekend, but we'll have 200 games to watch. Yeah. And out of 200 That's games. Kinda, it's, so it's the way we'll that have, the NBA has we'll gone. It's also two. the way that. Uh, but the NBA has been that way. The NBA has been that way for decades, okay? Larry Bird. He played on a super team. Nobody yeah. could beat those guys. Michael Jordan played on a super team. Nobody could beat those guys. No, I'm with you. The bad I'm boy Pistons, the old school Knicks, the Lakers. The NBA has been that way. Yeah. NFL is, is getting close. No, the NFL is nothing close. Nothing close. The Eagles didn't make the playoffs last year, just won the Super Bowl this past year. Didn't get – not even close. Okay. Not even All close. Right. Bad we're, argument. We're going to jump off this. We're going to jump off this topic. All right, so story number three, ex-Baylor AD says Regents conspired to scapegoat back, uh, black players. Now, the story that just never seems to go away, Baylor, back in the news, uh, regarding the sexual assault issues that cost the president, chancellor, and head coach Art Browse his job. Former Baylor AD Ian McCall alleges the school's Regents employed an elaborate plan uh, that essentially scapegoated black football players and the football program for being responsible for what was a decades-long university-wide sexual assault scandal, according to a motion filed in a Title IX lawsuit last Wednesday. McCall claims he was urged to stay as AD at Baylor, but he refused because, and I quote, he was disgusted at that point with the regents, the racism, the phony, quote, finding of fact, and because he did not want to be part of some Enron cover-up scheme. Now, obviously, we both agree that what went on on that campus was disgusting and awful, etc. But do you believe any of McCall's story here? And will this story ever die so that Matt Rule is actually going to be able to build a decent program down there? Or do you think maybe this is part of the reason he was shopping around to the Colts and a few other teams? Like, tell, tell me about McCall first. Do you believe in this story? I was going to ask you the same thing. You, I think I might. I believe it completely. I completely A hundred percent. No, there is no doubt in my mind this happened. Yeah. I, I just – Yes. You're, it, you're not going to convince me otherwise. I, I, I would need to sign, find facts that I am wrong on this. Yeah. I think these people absolutely try to do it. Now, the, the racial stuff is, is absolutely probably correct. Yes. And yes. The, the other part of it, though, is 
most of these things did happen under the football program. I'm now, not going to say it's a race thing. It, not not most, like a yeah, lot of a lot, it. A lot, a lot. But like it, but it was pretty widespread across campus. Look, and and as he said, it was decades long. If you go back and start reading into some of this, Baylor's stuff, had their problems. It's I mean, they've problems. had a basketball player commit murder. I mean, we they've had they've had issues. Well, and okay? Waco was, of course, where. Uh, uh, you know, we had yeah. the the shootout and yep. the, yeah, yeah, all that so, mess. So, so it's just it's it's a it's a tough place. There's there's no doubt in my mind. I believe every bit of this. I believe absolutely every bit of this. And I, I wonder how because I know that not every, nobody's perfect. Okay, nobody's squeaky clean in any of this. You're involved in the program this long. This stuff happening. How much did the AD know? How much did he try to fight it behind the scenes? and then say, you know what, I'm just going to get out of here and take another job. That, kudos to him for calling him out and not being afraid of this. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this well, it, He are, had to call him out because he was named in a bunch of these lawsuits. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. He's defending himself. Yeah. And rightfully so. But, but whether he was involved in it or not, there's no doubt this was a cover-up, blamed at these poor black kids that can't defend themselves at a super high-end rich Christian school. Yeah, no I'm, question I'm with in you. my mind. I'm with you. And, so, all right. So the Matt Rule part, I you know how I feel about him. I'm a huge Matt Rule fan. I don't know that he can win there. I don't know that anybody can win there. If you drop the god of college football himself, Nick Saban in Baylor, could he win there right now? I don't know. Probably not. I'm going to go with no. No, I don't know. I mean, I just don't see it happening. I just don't know that the story will ever go away. Well, here's the deal, though. You and I are asking for a story to go away because we want to get back to sports. But we got to remember, this is now a legal process. Yeah, it's going to take years. Well, not just years. I mean, that could take a decade. Yeah. So, I mean, so our expectation of will it go away the answer is no. It's just not going away. I, I think it's worse than I, – I, I think Matt Rule was lied to. Oh, no doubt. I think no. it was 100% lied to. Why would you to. tell him the truth? You're already buried under all of these problems. Why would you tell him the truth? No, I mean, you're, you're you right. You get him in, and you hope that he falls in love with the students and athletes that he recruits enough to where he doesn't want to leave them. I think that's, you're – That's what you do. That's the move. I think you're right. And if I was the AD trying to hire him, I can't say that I wouldn't have tried to do the same thing. Hey, we got a lot of mess to clean up. Let's not let him know all of this stuff. Let's just get him in, and maybe he'll fall in love with the place, and maybe we can fix it. But the AD there now (laughs) and all the people there trying to work to cover it up, they weren't the people involved when this happened. But they are the ones responsible for cleaning it up. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's going to be rough, man. It most certainly is. All right, let's uh, let's jump out of the top news stories. All right, story number four. Look, literally as we are recording this on Sunday evening, LeBron James signs a four-year, $154 million contract to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I've got a few questions here. One... Uh, does Magic Johnson and the Los Angeles Lakers together, is that the, I guess, the most appealing free agency uh, uh, franchise destination yeah, no, in the NBA? Yeah, I don't think it's close either. I like, really does Magic really have anything to do with that, or is it just the Lakers without no, Kobe? No, 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 no. I think the Magic has a lot to do with that. I think okay. if the Bus family was running it, running it, and there was no Magic, and there was just 
a face of a GM, there's no way they make this deal. I think yeah, LeBron right. goes for Magic. I think you're probably right. All right, the other question I have is, uh, does he go by himself? No. Because obviously Paul George, we you know, that that's going to... LeBron's better without Paul George. All right, but who's he going with? I think they're going to make the Boogie deal. I think Boogie's going to sign shortly after All right, this. so they'll get DeMarcus Cousins, and does the Kawhi deal happen? Now that, I think LA's going to do everything they can for. Popovich and the Spurs have made it clear they do not want to trade him in conference. I don't know how they make that deal. Now that means you have to give up a whole lot. But here's the deal: that means Kawhi comes next year. Yeah, it it really doesn't matter. Does that matter? If I were the Spurs, and you know he's going to the Lakers next year, no matter what, you get a king's ransom for him. Yeah, you trade for everything you can possibly get. But the problem is, is you're getting. Are the Lakers smart enough to say, you know what? Yeah, I don't want you taking all my assets. I'm just going to hold off until next year. Here's the problem with the, the taking everything you can get kind of thing. Um, the other part what, of this, what is are you going to get? LeBron signed a four-year deal. Four-year deal. So first-round picks are worthless. He's yeah. gonna, you're going to be picking in the late twenties, early thirties, no matter what. Well, you say that, but no, LeBron's going to be picking in the late twenties, early thirties. Oh yeah, no, no, you're talking about the Lakers. Yeah, yes. no, I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about San Antonio. No, but that's what I'm saying. So why would you? You wouldn't give up Kawhi for the twenty-eighth pick every year in the draft. For no. the next three 28th picks, you wouldn't give him up for that. No, you wouldn't give him up for that. But, I mean, they do have some, some decent talent at LA. They've got a LA. couple of good players that they could trade away. If you're the none Spurs, of them are close to Kawhi. At the other side of this is, like, even if the Spurs liked Lonzo Ball, one, I think that's the one franchise that could actually get LeVar Ball to shut up, right? I think they could do it. And just because of Pop, I think that he would mouth off so much to LeVar Ball and he and he's got enough control over the people that that surround that franchise. I don't think there's any way he would want tell Lonzo. them to get. But either way, they can't get Lonzo right now because he's hurt. Well, they you wouldn't want Lonzo either. Uh, the the guy you want on that team is Ingram. Well, yeah, yeah. I think the Lakers would be willing to give that up. Oh well, they'd have for Kawhi for yes. a top five player in the NBA. Absolutely, obviously. <laughs> but the problem is, is if you're the Spurs, that's what you're getting for Kawhi. A, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of late round draft picks in in Ingram. Do you try and make like a three team trade? Yeah, that's exactly what you try to do. Take I have the, no idea who you could even take do. the Chandler Parsons deal <laughs> from Memphis, and we'll give you and we'll give you Conley. That's no, forget Conley. He ain't, they ain't taking Conley. They can have Conley. No. That take take Parsons, and you can have. Any number of a bunch first, of these young players. Our first round pick next year. I'm down with that. Kobe Simmons. A bunch of cash. Uh, Ivan Rab. Uh, the Grizzlies are going to end up getting it. a bunch like, of cash. That's uh, probably so. Do you see the Grizzlies uh, free agent tra- or free agent signing? Yeah. yeah. Omri Caspi. God, nobody cares. A few years ago, I might would have been like, die right, man, I'm in with that. Last night at midnight or whatever time it is, that we're up with the baby, and I'm looking ridiculous. at the at the Woj tweet, and I'm going, eh. I don't understand this. He played like what five minutes a game last year for the Warriors. Like, and I understand he was with the Warriors, so like it's not like he's going to get a ton of playing time anyway. But you know, he he does fit a lot of needs for the Grizzlies. It's just all right. Is he too old to do it now? Either way, we'll get to that. So LeBron James four year, one hundred and fifty four million dollar contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll see who's coming with him. Boogie Cousins, probably. But, I mean, my gosh. You, you I, know what I'm looking forward to? What's that? Because this is a selfish thing. 
old school Celtics Lakers finals, but instead of Larry and Magic, oh, you're gonna have Kawhi and Bron Bron. Well, you you have LeBron against uh, cool. uh, against uh, Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie, that's it. Kyrie. Boy, that'd Sorry. be a lot of fun. I take Kyrie in that every day. <laughs> I well, I would take I would take the Celtics. But, I would take Brad Stevens. Yes, right now. But betting against LeBron is not smart. Well, the other side of this is uh, Luke Walton. Like he, he's not a bad coach. No, Luke. And you saw what he did with the. Uh, uh, granted, it was with we'll Golden see. State, but we'll see. God, he went undefeated as a head coach we'll with Golden State, like twenty four and zero, wasn't it? It should be fun. It, it will be a be lot fun. of fun. NBA makes uh, some interesting things. Interesting. <laughs> All right. All right. So. We are, every week, we're going to be doing a song of the week. And we'll come up with a cool name for it eventually. We don't have one yet. We're going to post the playlist, uh, Spotify playlist, and we're going to work on an Apple Music playlist. Uh, But we'll post it on the website. It will have its own page. It will have its own thing. We will worry about that uh, later on. So, uh, today's song of the week is going to be uh, a band called Seven Dust. So, we'll, we'll let it play for a minute, and then we'll jump in. Now, let me go on and tell you this. I grew up in love with Seven Dust, right? So, my son's name is Lincoln James. The lead singer for Seven Dust is named LeJohn. Everybody calls him LJ. I call my son LJ. Like, I've known this band for years. We've played with them. I, I'm in a band called Prosevere. Um, we played down in, uh, or no, they played in Orlando with, uh, with a band called Shinedown. It was uh, a big arena tour back in, like, 2010. My daughter was four my daughter would not talk to anybody other than myself and her mother at the time. Like, she wouldn't talk to anybody. Well, and our buddy Zach, who's the guitar player for Shinedown. Um, but LJ has a little girl that's the exact same age as my daughter, and he is the only one that could get her to talk. It was awesome. So that band has been doing this since 1997, and... I mean, they keep putting out good records. Uh, this one is off of the uh, All I See Is War album. Came out in May. Go check it out on Spotify. All that wonderful stuff. That is going to lead us into our hot takes of the week. Now, you went first last week. Yep. I'm going to go first this week. Go on. This is about the NBA. We are in the middle of the NBA free agency season. My hot take is this. Paul George, who just signed a, uh, a three-plus-one deal, so a four-year contract. It's a three-year with a player option. Uh, four-year deal worth $147 million. I think Paul George will request a trade from Oklahoma City before three years of the contract is done. Okay. I don't know how hot takeish that is. That's so a- the, his last year of the team's deal. Well, I think it'll be within within two years. It okay. might be next year. All right. Look, look. Russell Westbrook is a very difficult person to play yes. with. Yes, and, and that team did not make it out of the first round of the playoffs last year. What, the other side of this that's more insane, and we'll just go into the story, is that Oklahoma City is going to go into the luxury tax for Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. Way back when, a few years ago, they got rid of James Harden and then got rid of Reggie Jackson so they would not go into the tax with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Ultimately, it cost them KD. 
Um, this go round, they're going to pay their players, but it's I don't think it's going to make them any better. And PG thirteen eventually is going to get tired of Russ. Correct. I there's no doubt that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> the the only move I can think that this makes sense for Oklahoma City is, and it doesn't make sense to me, but well, they're a small market. They're not going to be able to get free agents generally. There's a, unless they've been there. They're very equivalent to Memphis. Yes, there is a. Memphis sports guy covers the Grizzlies pretty well. We follow him. We know him. That firmly believes one of the good things about free agents looking at Memphis is we consistently overpay guys. This is and entirely so maybe true. that would draw a free agent here one day. But any free agent worth coming here isn't go. He's going to get that money anywhere. Yeah. So the only way we're ever going to get somebody is to overpay him. I think it's a terrible philosophy. I think it's going to end badly, but we'll see. Uh, you got your hot take? My hot take is a little different. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying this is about college baseball and the college baseball World Series that just happened. All right, we're SEC guys. Arkansas was in it. The SEC had three teams make it to the final round, and uh, and and I made the statement as soon as the final round was set that none of them were going to win because I thought Oregon State was that good, and I made a lot of SEC friends angry at me. I wasn't rooting against them, but did you, you, you watch? You did say that Oregon State was the best team the in the country. The best team in the country. Yes. By, and they, they've just – they're good. Did you watch game two? Yes, I watched game two. It was a travesty. So I'm going I'm to set it up, okay? All right, go ahead. So for the people that didn't watch, Arkansas has not lost a game in the World Series. They are undefeated. They are up one game in a three-game series. They are one strike away from winning the College World Series championships. And a foul ball, routine foul balls hit to the right field side. You have the second baseman, the first baseman, and the right fielder all standing there looking at it, and it falls on the ground. It, yeah, foul ball that, that was catchable. Next, Incredibly catchable. Immediately, as soon as that happened, I text a really good friend of ours, Cameron, that that big baseball guy, and say, series over with. Not game over with. Series over with. Yeah. You don't come back from that. This is That's baseball. That's baseball. My hot take is Arkansas deserved to lose the national championship. They absolutely deserved to lose it. Ooh, man. I, like, that's a... They deserved to lose it because if in baseball, if you give somebody second life, they Take your life. They, yeah. they destroy you. That happens. It's happened throughout history. It's not just baseball. Well, it, ba- most baseball guys will tell you, don't give them another strike. Yeah. Every time it seems like in a big moment you give a hitter another strike, another out, it, yep. it comes back to bite them. And there was no doubt in my mind the baseball guys were like, you didn't catch that ball. You don't deserve to win this championship. And I hate it for my Arkansas Whew. friends. That's a heartbreaker. That's one that that's, that's the that's what ifs there. will last forever. But hot take, they deserve to lose the series. Well, Didn't lose a game the whole time. Deserve to lose the series. That is uh, that's rough. I know it's rough. I know it's gonna be. It's mean. If you're a baseball dude, you understand what I'm saying. If you're not, I'm just a jerk. No, no, no. I, I'm okay I, with that. I can understand but that. I'm not trying to be, but I believe it. It's something I believe is true. <laughs> you know that I believe in the sports karma and the gods of, of all these okay. things working around. No, I'm, okay, I'm with you. 
I'm with you. Wow. Hot take hot enough? That's that's pretty hot. It's saying, not saying that they deserve to lose deserve. because they didn't catch a foul ball. Deserve to lose. That's that's out there. Deserve that's to that's lose. rough. That's bad juju. And then of course they show up third game, get two hits and over. Yeah. Over. That's, but you can't come back from that. I mean it's you you're that close to it and you don't get it done. It, it sticks with you. Think guys, Tyler Austin, Taylor Austin, the pitcher that pitched third game. Yeah, I would tank for that guy. Right now, I would tank if I have a major league baseball team that's okay. I would tank <laughs> to get that guy in two years. Two years he'll be available is, in the draft. Is he that good? I think he, I think he is. I've been wrong before. I think he is. Eh, we've all been wrong before. All right, all right. That's gonna wrap that second up. <laughs> All right, this is our segment, Fact or Fiction. Last week, Gary threw me when a, the, the last segment of the week. Last segment of the week, correct. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Gary threw me a question, or a fact or fiction. I'm going to throw this one to Gary. All right. little general here. Fans' perspective. Fact or fiction. A player's choices matter more than his abilities. Fan perspective? Yeah. I'm going to say... God, dog, man, you you went big on this one. This is this is my deep you went thought big of on this. I'll expound on this after you get an answer and you kind of think through your process. Okay, or do you want me to do you want me to expound so you can kind of think for a minute? A player's choices matter more than his ability. More than his abilities. I'll go with fact on that, and here's my reasoning for that. If his choices constantly get him in trouble to where he's off the field, it doesn't matter if he's talented or not. Now. If he's just a bonehead and it and it's not something that's going to get him suspended, et cetera, et cetera, he's just like a bad character dude, but he never gets suspended, then that's like, okay, it it would depend on what what team I'm a fan of, right? If you right. if you get a once in a generation talent for that school or that team, then you can put up with some with some bull to be able to have somebody like that, right? Like so. Well, I'm not talking For about example, just a fan of a team, but it's well, not, a fan let, of a sport. Let's just say, let's say you're a fan of Ole Miss, and yeah. I know we're we're going back to the team yeah. side, but like to have Robert Kimdichi and Laramie Tunsil and and whatnot, and all the trouble that those two had along with them, hundred percent worth it to deal with with those guys for what you got, right? Like the winning, the the feeling good about your program to to go back up in with the big boys again because Ole Miss was nothing for a long time until those guys came around, and it wasn't just them. Obviously, it was the head coach and the quarterbacks and everything else. Like, but those guys had a lot to do with it. You know, Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston. If we're going to Jameis Winston, you know, that's a whole nother side of it where it's like, okay, his choices obviously matter. Like. But God bless, like you would have thought that an NFL team would know not to take somebody like that. So the guy that I'm thinking of when I created this and when I thought of this, and I didn't create this out of the air, I'll, I'll give some context to it in a minute, is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's never done anything wrong, hurtful like Jameis or, or knuckleheadish like Kim Dietschy and and those guys. But Kevin Durant's choices – the way he has chosen to do things on Twitter and chosen to go to a super mega team because he couldn't win on his own. But his abilities are unbelievable. 
I would venture to say he's one of the most hated players in the NBA. Oh, a thousand percent. I think he's yes. a thin-skinned little B, and yeah, I think a I'm lot of other people think that as well. And we're not talking about off-the-field stuff like Winston and these other guys. We're just talking about – I. so I'm on this kick lately, okay? You're, this is going to – this is this is ridiculous. Tell, uh, tell, me, tell me what you think about Kawhi then. I think it's going to hurt him. Okay, I'm a Celtics fan. You know I'm a Boston okay. guy. Yeah, right? no, no, I know. I'm a Boston guy. I know. I Your wife's from Cleveland. You're also kind of a I'm a Cavs, Cavs guy, guy, too. Well, what I'm up, young Cavs. bull? What up, Colin Sexton? Less a Cavs guy. Like, let's and let's do this. You you guy. get them boys back to the finals next year without LeBron. Won't happen. See how the king likes that. Um, <laughs> whew, that's a lot of noise. Kevin Love and Colin Sexton, the uh, new NBA All Star team. I uh, <laughs> I don't want I don't want Boston to trade for him. I want them to take the team they've got. I agree 100%. He quit on his team. He well, I'm, quit I'm not even worried about team. him quitting on his team. I'm worried That's a big about. Deal, though. I, that was a choice what, he made. He but, made but a choice. But to trade, you're going to have to trade away a whole lot of assets. And, and Boston Correct. is more than just a couple of guys. No, I know. They're a great like, team. That is a, that is a team. They're a great team. So, I, I, but so, I'm, so, I'm with you so as with far you. as quitting on his team. That's That whole thing is. The, the original thought, so I'm, we want to credit people when credit is due. Okay. I'm watching through. A lot of people are going to call from a man card here. I'm watching through the Harry Potter movies with my seven-year-old child. Uh, that immediately keeps your man card. Okay, okay. Because good. you can watch all kind of stuff. I've, I've, watched, a, I've watched Disney crap with well, my daughter you know, you know that I would. Disney stuff, but. Yeah, well, yeah, but it, like. We're talking I, about diving I'm talking deep and Disney life TV lessons. shows. Life lessons, all right? All right, go ahead. Harry Potter, life lessons. And I believe it's the Chamber of Secrets, Dumbledore tells Harry that he's trying to configure out why he's different than Tom Riddle. Okay. And he says... I have no idea what you're talking about, but the, I'm, I'm rolling. The choices you've made. Are, your choices of a man are more important than their abilities. And I heard him say that, and I immediately looked at my daughter and I told her, you need to hear that. And you need to remember that the rest of your life. The choices you make are what you're going to be judged on. Yeah. Not and your you abilities. should be judged on them. Yeah. Not just your abilities. I was not born 6'8", 185 pounds, zero body fat. Now, I've made myself look the way I look, but genetics didn't help me. I was never going to be a great NBA player. I was never going to be a great NFL player. Great offensive linemen don't come at 5'10". They just don't. And I lie to tell people I'm 5'10". What, what do you think the – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, let's look at this from like Michael Jordan. The majority of the public knows very little about Jordan. Correct. He grew up in a day and an age where the media was not anywhere close to what it is now. Right. And there so was you, no you didn't worry about media. what choices and whatnot. He like. Well, you didn't dude, know about him. Yeah. So like uh, his you gambling know, problems. But if you don't know, cheating on you his can't, wife. You can't like, judge people based on the things you don't know. Okay. That's the difference. But it, but it's different today. Today it's different, and like I don't know that anybody would know anything about. Uh, like he wouldn't have a chance to have burner twitter accounts and all that so like and now it would look bad to leave oklahoma city to go to the team that just beat you that's right obviously that's always going to look bad had he left chicago to go play for the celtics who swept him we always get these memes out there that jordan never been swept in a final never been swept in a final no no, not in the final he got swept a whole lot in the eastern conference when he played against a super team called the celtics had he left and went and played for boston 
everybody would have looked at him oh, a whole I, lot. Different. I think he would have lost. I think it would have hurt his legacy greatly. Yeah, I, I agree. think it would have destroyed it. I believe the choices these people make, they do to me. I can't speak to you, and I can't speak for every other fan. People's ability is one thing, but the choices they make are that com- they're completely within their realm of control. And I think yes. that I'm bigger on judging people for what I see them do in in the choices they make. It's why I can't handle the interceptions and the bad throws. If we're going to talk about critiquing quarterbacks' abilities and things like that, why I was out on so many of the quarterbacks, I don't think you can coach out the interceptions. I don't think when you have a player that makes bad decisions as opposed to a player that's just not as good, I'll take the guy that's not as good but trying and making every right decision. Yeah. Because a guy who makes bad decisions is choosing to make those. He has complete control over that, and he's choosing to make the wrong decision. I like your point. That is that is a that is something that watching Harry Potter has changed the way I've watched sports for the last two weeks. That's interesting. I know. That was a good question. I, I thought so, and that I was, was like, really man, I don't question. want to ask this because of – I, that's I mean, a, are people going to lose? I mean, I, I'm a nerd. I know that. I but, get it. Yeah, it's but okay. the, the people that watch this show are not going to give you a bunch of crap for for that. They can't. Like, even if they do, that's fine. But that's it's their choice. Uh, like Harry Potter is like a massive worldwide phenomenon, right? I take some of that audience. If yeah. there are any Harry Potter fans out there, you could uh, click like and subscribe. And yeah, we, we're not going to talk about the show much, but you can. We're we're obviously going to tag it. <laughs> we'll tag. <laughs> like, that's right. We're going to tag it and that's get everybody right. to, to tune in. But yeah, like that's I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, that's going to wrap up this week. You guys know what to do. Go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, all your favorite podcast apps. I recommend Podcast Addict for Android people. You can also do it on iTunes as well. So go check that thing out. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash winningcureseverything. Knock that thing out. Help spread the word. Share it out on all the social media accounts. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you will see it down at the bottom. Um, YouTube.com slash Winning Cures Everything. Facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything. On Twitter, at Winning Cures. We will see you guys next week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.